You are tuning in to another episode of the Unapologetic Living Podcast. My name is Elizabeth Elliott, and I am your host. I am a mother, I'm a friend, I'm a sibling or a sister, I'm a daughter, I'm a partner, I'm a small business owner, I am an author. I take on many roles. Most recently, I self-published a book called The Self-Love Leap, and it is available on Amazon. Super excited about that. I am a massage therapist and fascial stretch therapist, yoga and Pilates teacher and functional medicine health coach. I am passionate about health and wellness forever since I can remember, and I am excited to share conversations with you to help you peel back the layers that keep you from living your most unapologetic life. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope you get as much from these conversations as I have myself. Welcome to today's episode. So this is actually a re-recording of one I recorded a couple weeks ago, and when reviewing it, which I don't always want to do, I don't necessarily want to go back and hear myself speak or talk. I don't know what it is. I don't necessarily want to edit either, and I want this to be sort of off the cuff, natural and authentic, unapologetically authentic, and so I'm I didn't like where there were pauses, and so I decided, and some of the pauses felt too long, so I decided I was just going to re-record. I wanted to touch a little bit on what is unapologetic living and how the name came to be. And I've wanted to create a podcast for a really long time. Gosh, I don't even know how long. For a really long time, I had a blog. I've been driving Uber and Lyft for eight to nine years almost. Well, it'll be nine years in in May, and I started driving Lyft and Uber as a uh, vehicle to get me to the next uh, spot, and I didn't even know what that is or was going to be. Uh, My life has sort of traveled in a bunch of different directions, and when I look back at it, it all seems to fit together quite nicely or just flow uh, from one Uh, section to the next or from one transition to the next. So what is unapologetic living and the name and why did I come up with that name? Well, kind of started as a kid when I was a child and I had a crooked spine. So unapologetically, I was already off (laughs) to a different path than most of the people in my life. My back was crooked and I was going to, um, and my life has been a little bit crooked, a little topsy-turvy weaving in this direction and that direction, which is so very much the way my spine looks on an x-ray. So when I was 11, I found out I had scoliosis, an S-curve of the back. And at the age of 12, I underwent a big, uh, massive surgery to fuse the spine where they went in to the left side of my body, uh, just underneath the rib cage. And they broke out a couple of ribs and then straightened the lower curve, I had two curves, they straightened the lower curve, put some screws in there 
and uh, in hopes of, of the upper curve from getting worse. So this was a huge moment in my life, and it very much has shaped and influenced the way I have lived since then in so many ways, bringing me uh, to where I am today as the owner of Fusion Stretch, not just Spinal Fusion, which is somewhat inspired the name, stretching because I have to stretch and elongate my spine on a regular basis to stay mobile, stretching your mind, your body, and your spirit. So that's somewhat of the inspiration for the name of my business. But uh, also the fusion of mind, body, and spirit and how imperative it is, I believe, for true healing, for optimal living, for living your incredibly best life ever. And so that's what, that's what coined uh, the, the name and the vision and mission for my business, Fusion Stretch and Wellness. But not only did it influence the name of my business, it influenced my day-to-day living. I couldn't play sports. I tried out for every team and could not seem to make it. I felt a little bit down and insecure because so many of my friends were playing sports, but I couldn't make anything more than water girl. And I had to find a new way to be. And so I found exercise. I found weightlifting. I found cardiovascular exercise. Obviously, you know, most of us as kids back then were integrating this in our life. But I started to run with my neighbor, Marcy, and later um, found yoga in my early 20s. I was running and training for a 13-mile half marathon and just, and met a woman who taught hot yoga here in Louisville, Kentucky. And I went there and fell in love. I loved the sweat. I already loved to sweat. I, that was one of the things I love so much about cardiovascular exercise. I love the way it made me feel. I love the endorphins. And so yoga became a huge part of my life while I was training for that mini marathon. It was hot yoga And I don't know where things stand now, but during that time, I was at the University of Louisville studying. I had no idea what I was doing. I was, or in the direction I was heading, I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up. I had always had a passion for health and wellness and nutrition, but I knew that the programs available to me were not... uh, based in alternative health and wellness. I wanted to go somewhere else. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, I had chosen to stay home instead of go out to Arizona State or a small university in Colorado uh, to go to UofL because of a boyfriend, which was super silly. I can see back in, uh, in hindsight. However, had I gone, I wouldn't have the beautiful, amazing adult children that I have now. So uh, life, you know, throws these curveballs. You know, what, what I like to say is life happens to you, uh, you know, while you're planning another life. So I, here I was going to yoga. I just found it. I 
was at the University of Louisville. And right after that, I'm trying to think, like the time frame gets a little bit weird. Um, I was dating my kid's father and I found out, actually, we'd kind of taken a little hiatus and I found that I was pregnant. And so, and this was my sixth year. So not only was I um, not following the traditional path, the bullshit rule that you, you know, you graduate from high school and then you go on to uh, graduate in four years from a college or university, then you might get married and have children. I was in my sixth year, unwed, pregnant, and I didn't know what I was going to do. So I went into the advising office at the University of Louisville and I said, you got to get me out of here. What can I take to graduate before my son is born? And the advisor looked at me and she looked over my class, my coursework, and she said, well, you have a lot of religion courses and you have a lot of Spanish. So you could get and earn a uh, bachelor's of arts in humanities with concentrations in Spanish and religious studies. And I said, that sounds great. The reason I say that is because, I, you know, I'm not a, re- a religious person. I was raised Methodist, and I grew up Methodist, but over time, I wasn't sure that that entirely resonated with me. I did very strongly believe in a higher power or something, a, a divine presence, but the um, biblical teachings did not necessarily resonate with me 100%. They are wonderful. They have much insight and guidance to offer. Um, But I also find very similar guidance and insight in so many other spiritual texts. So when I look back, I'm like, wow, that's amazing uh, that I was studying that, although I had no idea which direction I would be going because I, I didn't leave it behind. But when I look, again, when I look back, I can see how the pieces fit together. And so on April, I don't know, mid-April, I took that last final. On May 7th of 2002, my son was born. And on May 11th, I would have walked uh, to receive that diploma, except for I just had my baby, and it was my very first Mother's Day. So that is sort of how I, um, that's a little bit of my story I didn't know what I wanted to do still. I had this degree. I had this baby. And I wasn't married, although my kid's father, and at that time, he and I were living together. We decided to live together and, and give it a really solid go at being a family. Outside the box, unmarried, living together, doing all the things that what in what I was taught growing up would not be the way to do things, right? And so I had to unapologetically live in what felt correct with my truth. Getting married at that time didn't feel right in my body. And so we moved forward and um, we started to raise this little man, this little baby, this little boy. And uh, two to three months in, As we were raising this little boy, my bones and my cells and deep within my body felt something was super off with the childhood vaccinations. And I sat with that for a moment 
And in a sense, you know, I asked for guidance. I prayed, meditated, whatever. I was waiting tables at a little vegetarian dive in St. Matthew's where I met one, two, and then three mothers who felt that their children had been uh, vaccine damaged and now had autism or were on the spectrum. And And at that third one, I knew I had to move forward and stop. Uh, with uh, I had to move forward with a more natural way of living and stop the vaccines. I mean, this was something I felt in my bones. I remember being in the pediatrician's office and the nurse practitioner looking at me and saying to me, well, if you don't get him vaccinated, he won't be able to go to daycare and he won't be able to go to school. And, and uh, what are you going to do? It's, a, it's against the law. And, you know, she basically kind of coerced my 24-year-old young self into getting that second round of shots at four months because using fear tactics, essentially, because that was all bullshit. So after meeting this third mom, I found out about a woman and a chiropractor in town who had, uh, who had read the laws thoroughly and uh, were able to provide me with a vaccine exemption, a religious um, exemption a real uh, exemption for vaccines to to put my kid anywhere. So once I knew that, I also knew I was going to have to find a new pediatrician. She also randomly came to lunch one day while I was waiting tables. Her name, um, it doesn't even matter because I don't know that she's still practicing, but I, she too questioned what was going on with vaccine and autism and the rates Uh, of kids who were finding themselves on the autism spectrum. And so we switched to her, and she didn't give me any grief. She allowed the parents to make the choice for vaccinating or not vaccinating their children, which to me is incredibly important, giving me the freedom as a parent to make the decision for my kids. So knowing that, I decided... I was already trying to eat clean and do my best to provide my kids with healthy food, but I dug a little bit deeper and started to really clean up our diet and our lifestyle and make uh, food choices that weren't radical, but were even healthier than what I thought was healthy. During that time, I also found the Waldorf School of Louisville and started to read about their educational philosophy and enrolled my son and I in a parent-child program there where I started to meet moms who were on the same page, who were also reading labels on their food boxes, really uh, tuning in to the needs of their children And at that time, I decided I really didn't want my kids uh, playing with plastic toys or wearing synthetic fabrics. I didn't want my kids watching TV. This was tough because during that time and even today, most kids are handed an iPad or a phone. Uh, The TV is always going. They are playing with plastic, endocrine-disrupting toys all the time. And these... All these ultimately have an impact on uh, 
a child's development. This was a fight. Felt like I've been swimming upstream my entire life, and definitely it was not easy with my sisters, with my mother, with my father, with my in-laws, even with with my kid's father. This was so different than anything that anyone we knew was doing. Even though we had met new people at this school, uh, I had to really stand strong in my truth to create the kind of home, home life and reality I wanted for my kids. And, you know, you do hear things like people will say, oh, you're, they're going to die of some, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's always something somebody, the naysayers are saying. But I had to keep going and just stand in that truth uh, as I moved forward. Then I had my daughter. And she, I chose to birth at home. Again, unapologetically living, people in my ear, are you sure? Is this safe? Oh my gosh, you have a dog. There's fur everywhere. There's dust. And just feeling deeply in my body that a hospital birth was not the way for me to go. You go a little bit further. I have my daughter on a Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving. My kid's father wasn't excited about this at all. He was so nervous, and and she was born right in our bedroom. It was the most incredible experience of one of the most incredible experiences of my life. We got to, I guess, you know, she she rested right on my tummy. The umbilical cord was connected to her until the blood quit pulsing through it. And then I don't remember who cut the cord, but my son was there just moments after her birth. And we all uh, embraced one another on the bed. You you know, you just can't uh, recreate that in a hospital scenario. And then the next morning I woke up in my own bed. My family was there. Nobody's telling you what you can and cannot do or taking your baby to look at her because this is a normal process. Something so, uh, it's just a normal process that has been medicalized. Women have been giving birth for eons. I know Paige and I talked about in that last podcast. And so it was really um, powerful. But again, you know, fighting, I don't want to say fighting, standing in my truth living unapologetically despite what others thought or even questioned and how important that is um, to feel free and liberated. How are you standing up unapologetically in your life? Are there barriers? Are there blocks that keep you from doing that? Don't get me wrong. It has not been easy. Um, it's been it's been challenging for sure. And And the buck didn't stop there. For sure. After that, I wanted to homeschool and I wanted to mill my own flowers and flour for um, baked goods. And then I wanted to bring chickens into the backyard. And then I wanted to become a yoga instructor and then a fascial stretch instructor. And then I continued my education with massage therapy and functional medicine and, you know, things uh, have evolved along the way. I've gone from being a, a vegan uh, for a a window of time in high school to a vegetarian for a good portion of time to adding fish and then slowly integrating bison back into my life. And then finally, I ate a whole gamut of meat and we almost don't, uh, and we, we almost leave out 
uh, salad and lettuces and greens all together, eating predominantly uh, grass-fed beef carnivore diet with um, fruit and raw dairy. So, you know, it's all, so much of it's an exploration. It is uh, listening to my intuition, my body, the message I, I I get through spirit, whether they show up in other people, whether I hear the voices directly coming through my head or, you know, my, 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 my silent mind, whether I feel it in my bones. You know, sometimes you just have a feeling something doesn't feel right or something feels so right and you have to live and... Um, um, unapologetically live it out. And in doing so, you give others permission to be free and liberated and exactly who they are. You allow them to unapologetically live. So I just wanted to share a little bit about my story and how my business came to be. The name uh, for my podcast appeared this past fall when my son and I had a pretty big argument over you know, ways he wanted me to tone myself down. And we can't do that for others. We have got to live and show up. If our intention is love, if the intention behind our actions and our voice and our messages are love, we have to stand in our truth and express who we are. even if it's different. And he said something about um, unapologetic living. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's my name. That's the name. You know, keep on living. Oh, I forget what he said to me over the phone. And I was like, oh, there's the name. There's the name. And, and so here we are. Episode three. I hope you enjoyed a little bit of this uh, sort of, I don't know, expression of, of who I am, a little bit of backstory. You're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. I'm not going to be everybody's cup of tea. That's okay, right? It's okay to not be everybody's cup of tea. We're not here for everybody else. We're here to show up as, in our, as our authentic selves, living unapologetically, sharing our gifts, showing up and, and, and expressing our truth. If we don't, you, you, you might feel sick stifled, like you're drowning or suffocating. It will and can and might possibly show up in your body as uh, physical illness. That book, The Body Keeps the Score, talks about this. We have to fuse mind, body, and spirit, keep all of our energy centers open and flowing and in balance. So I invite you to do just that and kind of look at, at your life, take an inventory. Where are you holding back? What blocks do you have? What bullshit rules? Great book that I read. I loved it. He called them brules, uh, Vishen Lakiani. He wrote the book, um, The Code of the Extraordinary Mind. You know, we all have access to the extraordinary mind. If we shut down all our chatter, we can connect. You could call it the extraordinary mind. You could call it God, Allah, the divine, love, the universe, whatever you want to call it. But we all have direct access to it if we shut down all the chatter, all the distractions, and really get in touch with who we are at the essence of our being. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to share my next guest. Hope you have a great day.
Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Unapologetic Living. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please be sure to share it, like it, subscribe. Please feel free to add any comments or send me any messages. You can always find more information at fusionstretch.com. And if you are really interested in learning more about the self-love leap and the 29 rituals and daily practices, you can find my book on amazon.com. I look forward to sharing with you more amazing individuals and interviews around living unapologetically and how to peel away the layers so that you feel free and liberated to do so.